Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the Concealed Scars podcast. Today, I have Miss Dominique Jackson here to talk to us about Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease is an inflammatory bowel disease that causes inflammation in the digestive tract, which can cause severe abdominal pain. Some of the symptoms of Crohn's disease is abdominal pain, fatigue, weight loss, and fever. Usually, most are diagnosed between the ages of 15 and 35. Boys develop Crohn's disease at a higher rate than women. Dominique is a graduate of the University of Central Florida with her bachelor's degree in communication sciences and disorders. She was officially diagnosed in March of 2020. Welcome, Dominique. Hey, Shaka. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you very much. So tell us a little about yourself. Um, Well, like you already said, um, I'm a graduate from UCF. Go Knights. Um, Currently, I'm 24 years of age. I work as a medical scribe. Um, I'm back in school to pursue a degree in medicine. And um, that's about it, really. Like, I, you know, I love to travel, love to have fun. You do. You do. And witness it. And (laughs) (laughs) When did you realize or feel like something wasn't right in regards to Crohn's? Okay. Um, It honestly started, um, I'll say, summer of 2019. I was in my last semester of college, and I just kept getting, like, um, all of these, like, infections. And, um, you know, like, I kept, like, I kept getting, like, all these, like, UTIs. And I'm like, gosh, like, what's really going on? I'm like, okay, I've never been like this. Like, am I stressed? Like, what is it? So I go to the doctor, and they um, they gave me medicine. And, like, that's when I first started having my first symptoms. <clears throat> um, I'm going to just go ahead and throw this claim we're out now. This, uh, with Crohn's disease, like, I, I got to be a little raw when I kind of answer these questions. So, okay be prepared go for it (laughs) but go um, for it but the medicine they were giving me like that's when I first started having my first symptoms um I was you know every time I would eat like ice cream or anything with dairy like I was like immediately going to the bathroom I'm like oh my gosh like this is stuff I've been eating all the time like everything and then everything I ate made me sick so then they gave me the medicine for like my infections and stuff and I ended up going to the bathroom and I know this blood and I'm like you know blood is not a good sign at all so I called the doctor because I'm like it has to be the meds like you know I just started this medication she was like oh no homegirl like we need you to go to the ER <clears throat> go to the ER pretty much they look over me they didn't really see anything <clears throat> and um they kind of was like they diagnosed and they was like oh it's probably something simple like a hemorrhoid or something and I was like no that just doesn't feel right like it you know and then I go to my doctor and she's like, oh, this is what they say you have. And I was like, you know, she could see the look on my face that I just wasn't satisfied with my diagnosis. It was just kind of, I was still having symptoms. Nothing had changed. And by this time, I think I had maybe had three U2, three U2Is in like a month. Like imagine going from having none to having like one every two weeks. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. <clears throat> so then she started like you know asking my symptoms and stuff and for me um I was having like a lot of abdominal pain always in the bathroom 
um, my weight, like at this point, I think I maybe weighed probably barely holding on to 120. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was about, what was I, 22 years of age. I was about 120 and that's less than I weighed even like throughout college. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm telling her my symptoms and she's like, oh, maybe you have something called IBS. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's irritable bowel syndrome. So with that, you can have things like constipation or you can have diarrhea. And I was like, okay. So then I kind of felt a little better. I was kind of like, mm-hmm. um, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's my answer. Maybe, you know, maybe it'll, this will be it. <clears throat> then I kind of had, yeah. I had asked to see a specialist. I was like, you know, yeah, that's probably what it is. But I still want to see a specialist. And she yeah, was kind of like, opinion. yeah, and she was kind of like, um, well, you know, we can treat you here. It's not nothing serious. So she sends me home and like, I go back to school and I'm still having problems, still having problems. And um, <clears throat> at this point, I kind of had got over it. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of going to the doctor. Like she ain't doing nothing, you know? So like one day the doctor called me, <clears throat> well, her nurse called and was like, hey, um, the doctor just wanted you to know that she, she just wanted to check on you. And like, she's in over some more medication. How is everything going? And I was like, oh, I'm still bleeding. Like, at this point, let's just say this is from June. I hadn't graduated, so this is, like, June to about, I'll say we're in October now. So, that's June, July, August, September, October. That's about four months. And just consistent bleeding. And then, you know, she was like, okay, no, we need to see you back in the office. I go back into the office, and they did a test. Um, It's called, like, a fit test. Basically, they kind of test, like, your... um they test like your stool or whatever and when they test it they mm-hmm. can see if they can see what the bleeding is coming from mm-hmm. so at this mm-hmm. point it's like okay <clears throat> she tested and then she's like okay we're sending you to like um a gastroenterologist yeah and by this point it's november so i've been this is going on four or five months now <laughs> and i go to him and you know i'm like finally i get to kind of have my questions answered I go to him and he's first visit. He was like short and sweet. Like, mind you, I've been going through this for five months. So I'm like, I'm having this symptom, that symptom. Like, finally somebody can listen. And this man yeah. was like, yeah, no, we're going to do a colonoscopy. The man was in and out in like five minutes. Like, when I tell you I was pissed off, like, I was just mad. I'm like, you kind of just downplay what I'm going through. Like, I've been, yeah, I've been going through this for five months and nobody could tell me what was wrong with me. And then I come to you, you supposed to be a specialist and you short with me. Yeah. So flash forward, I end up having a colonoscopy. <clears throat> and <clears throat> um, right after that, well, for those of you that don't know what that is, um, that's when they can go in and they can look in your, um, they can look into the body and they can see what may be the yeah. area that's causing the bleeding. Yeah. So he, at the end of the um, thing, he was like, I think you have Crohn's disease. And this is, this is November. I'll say the end of November, right around Thanksgiving. And I was like, mm-hmm. Crohn's disease? He was like, yeah, I think you have Crohn's disease. But we're going to send it off for testing and see what um, what the pathologists say. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to about December, um, mid-December, I'm going back to review my results. And they were like, yeah, we sent it to pathology. And they said that it's not Crohn's. They really, it's like, you know, inconclusive. They don't know what it is. But mind you, back in my head, like, you know, my daughter said I got Crohn's. 
I'm on Google. I'm Googling. I'm like, yeah, I got this symptom. That yeah. match. Google I got will this tell you symptom. That everything. Like, <laughs> like, girl, I got, I know I got Crohn's. <laughs> <laughs> and then for them to tell me, it was just like, um, yeah, we did this test and basically it doesn't, it doesn't confirm our diagnosis. So we back at the drawing board. Yeah. So like, you know, that kind of was another slap in the face. It was just like, dang, like I thought I had an answer and I don't. <clears throat> and um, they started putting me on like all these different medications and I'm trying, they, they do what's called a step up approach. Um, you start with pills. Well, my doctor does. You start with like a certain type of pill and then they do a stronger pill and then you keep working your way up until finally the last step is um, self-injections. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a five-step approach. I had don't hit all five steps. They tried this medicine. I was still bleeding. This medicine, and mind you, I I think I bled every time I went to the bathroom for almost <clears throat> almost maybe six to eight months. Uh, yeah. And then January came, and it was around my birthday. Like I went to go, I went out of town to go turn up, and like. I'm with my friends. Like, I'm like, we about to have a good weekend. We about to party. We about to get draped. Having the time of my life. Yeah. Had a long night. And then I come home and, um, like, the next morning I had, like, the worst hangover. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm probably just nauseous and stuff because of this. Go yeah. to the bathroom. Bleeding again. I'm like, dang, like, can't win for losing. <clears throat> so at this point, my doctor was like, we need to go back in and, and look and see. Like, we missed something. We tried all this medicine. I started having side effects mm-hmm. to the medication. Um, my potassium had dropped at one point on one of the meds. Um, had, I got I went to the ER because my potassium dropped. Like, I'm having all this stuff all because they can't figure out what I have. <clears throat> so, at this point, we're in February and they go in and do another test. Similar to a colonoscopy, did the same exact thing. And this time they look. And he was like, it still looks like Crohn's disease to me. Um, and he sends it off to pathology. <laughs> pathology again says, no, we don't. We It's inconclusive. We don't know what it is. Pathology, <clears throat> don't know what it is. But mind you, they have to confirm it with like two different doctors. And everybody was like, nope, it doesn't look like it. And now Crohn's disease. But mind you, while they're treating me, there is another disease called ulcerative colitis. And they said, well, mm-hmm. Crohn's and ulcerative colitis are like cousins. So maybe you have ulcerative colitis. So they was like, the treatment is about the same. So they're treating me like I have ulcerative colitis. They said, your symptoms are kind of, yeah. they said to us, your symptoms match ulcerative colitis. But when I go to Google, it, it's not it matching. It's like, no, nah, I don't have none of that. But they was like, you're, maybe you're a rare case. <clears throat> so then this is maybe the end of February still bleeding so my this is from june of 19 to february of 2020 oh, 20. that's month of like blood loss like just imagine yeah. <clears throat> and um i ended up doing a blood test um through this company and that's what determined i had crohn's disease so like i officially got diagnosed on mm. march 4 march 4 2020 they was like okay we did this blood test it ruled out ulcerative colitis. You have Crohn's disease. Okay, this this is what we're gonna treat you with. And like at this point, I'm still on pills, I'm like still on pills, still on pills, and still having symptoms. Like everything they try, it works for a couple weeks, and then you know I stop bleeding for a few weeks, and I start back. Still losing weight, can barely eat some days. Um, nauseous, 
throwing up some days, like all type of stuff. And um, it was about shoot August of 2020 when they finally put me on a self injectable, and that's mm-hmm. when I stopped having like I stopped bleeding basically. Like I literally, it took them basically a year to figure out. Yeah. What it was. What yeah. So, I know that's a long answer, but I think that pretty much. No. <laughs> fine you're good <laughs> you're yeah. good once you got the diagnosis like what were your initial thoughts like as soon as you found out okay now I finally confirmed what I have to be honest when I got the diagnosis I was like super duper happy I was like I got Crohn's like I already like when they first told me they thought I had it I was happy then but then they kept playing with me like oh we don't really know but then when they said, we yeah. know this is what it is, it's nothing else. <clears throat> it's nothing else. Like, you felt better. I was happy, bro. Like, I was like, I was ecstatic. Like, <laughs> I take my friends. I was like, bro, I don't know if you know, but I got crows. <laughs> I started calling my family. I was like, y'all, I got crows. Like, <laughs> because it was just like, you telling everybody. Just, like, in the store, like, hey, I don't know you, but I got diagnosed with crows. Like, I'm telling all these people, don't nobody know me. <laughs> Like, I'm literally, like, I made an appointment to my daughter. I was like, bro, I got crows. And she was like, I'm glad you know what it is. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> but I was happy. But then I started, mm-hmm. um, because my symptoms hadn't changed, like, after all this medication, um, I started going into a depression. <clears throat> um, I'll say, this is all, honestly right around the time that COVID hit, too. So I got diagnosed March 4th. Yeah. Maybe... I'll say the end of uh, March, beginning of April, I started going into some type of depression because the medicine I was on wasn't working. They were adding more medications on top of it. So there was one point I was taking about eight or nine pills a day. Every day I was taking eight or nine pills. I was taking different steroids. I was taking, you know, different, different types of meds and to me, it was like, I literally had to get a pill counter and get a, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm 20, I'm 24, but I'm 20, I was 23 at the time. I'm like, I'm 23. I'm taking this many pills. Like, my yeah. grandparents don't even take this much medicine. And it was just every day looking at that pill box or knowing that if I skip my pills today, that I'm going to have symptoms, I'm going to have side effects or knowing I can't go out with my mm-hmm. friends if I don't take this medicine. I can't have fun. That was depressing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I went into a deep depression, like into to the point where I don't know if anybody really knew. Like, I, I would maybe have, I might be happy one day, sad the next. Um, <clears throat> and then, but then honestly, every, it was kind of centered around my doctor's appointments. Like, I was going every month. I was going to the doctor at least yeah, once a month. Right. And it's like, every time I go, I'm thinking I'm going to get positive news. And like, when I go in, they're like, oh, well, how is everything going? Like, you know, how are, how are you feeling? Uh, everything working? Yeah. No, this happened this month. So um, when that happened, like, it was just like, I'm kind of sick of this. Like, what am I going to the doctor for? Y'all keep basically saying, like, they literally told me at one point, it was like, this is what you have, but we just don't understand why you're still having these symptoms. Like, it's just not adding up. They was like, you're just a different type of, you're a different case. Like, they started sending me to other specialists. And I'm like, you know, they're not giving me answers. We can't find nothing. I'm doing all these blood tests. I'm paying all these hospital bills and 
it's like yeah but you still haven't like nobody is treating me like it's like they're giving me stuff my body is just not accepting it so I went to like a deep depression Mm -hmm. like I was I was on the outside I was having fun hanging with my friends and stuff but nobody really knew like my parents I think they picked up on it but and some of my closest friends they picked up on it but it was more so like a they only noticed it when I go to the doctor because they know on that day like if it didn't go how I wanted it like if it wasn't nothing positive yeah I I didn't want to talk to nobody they were like how was your appointment don't want to talk about it Mm. but yeah I I was happy like day one like I was mad happy and then I I started falling into a depression when it came down to the treatment for it yeah how are you doing Um, now now um wow it's been about a year since I've been diagnosed that's crazy uh I'm I'm doing a lot better now. Well, congrats! <laughs> Thanks. I didn't realize that. Um, I'm doing a lot better now. Um, I've been on. I'm mm-hmm. on a. I'm on a self injectable called Humira. Um, I do my injections. Ooh, yeah, now you see the commercials every couple every couple commercials on the TVB. Uh, Crohn's. Do you live with Crohn's disease? Yeah. Do you look yeah. Humira, Stellara, all the type of stuff? Yeah. So next time you see one, think of me. But, um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, yeah, I'm on a self injectable, um, called Humira. And, um, so far, like, I in the beginning, it was kind of rough. It wasn't, it stopped kind of, it started wearing off in the beginning. It wasn't as effective. Um, mm-hmm. but now I'm doing great. Like, um, my doctor, my last appointment, they were like, come back in three months. And I literally cried because it was just like, it, it was kind of like a sense of relief. It was kind of like, I had been mm-hmm. going every month to the doctor. Yeah. And then to three months. Like he said six. And I was like, no, that's a that's a bit far. I don't know. Like I, you know, even then I was kind of like um a little nervous. Just kind of like, mm, mm. like, thanks for saying that I'm doing better, but I wouldn't be surprised if I have a flare-up in between. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just kind of like you know it's kind of that it's it's like not being fully accepting that okay maybe I am doing better but yeah I'm yeah. I'm okay now like I'm living my best life you know doing a little traveling here and there <laughs> you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good though I'm glad everything's getting better and you're feeling better than you yeah. were in the beginning me too cause it was rough <sighs> Um, I think like my biggest fear is um what's yeah. gonna happen when I stop this medication? Um, is my body gonna go back to how it was before I was on this net? Because you can be on it anywhere from a year to years or months. It it just kinda depends. Oh, so it's not like Yeah, so I, I do my I do my uh, injections every two weeks. Um, been on it since August. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I guess I'll find it at my next appointment. I go um, I go next month. So maybe I'll see, like, you know. Because they told me, they were like, your body's kind of going into remission, you know. And that's what they said. Oh, yeah. Good. But, like, just kind of, it's just the fear. It's kind of like, in the past, when they had me on these different medications, like, sometimes two and three at a time. Sometimes they had me on, like, things like prednisone. And prednisone is supposed to be super-duper strong. But as soon as I got off prednisone, my body was like, okay, we off. 
let's go back to doing what we was doing. And like my, I started having flare ups again. I started dropping weight again. Couldn't eat, couldn't hold down food. Like I'm kind of just kind of concerned. Like my body had this system. Like every time we get on medication, it works for a little while, then it stops. I might not have symptoms this week, but then by the time I come back to my next appointment, they're back. And that's, I think that's my biggest mm-hmm. fear. It's like, you know, the what if, like when I get off this medication, am I going to go back to losing weight like crazy? Like there was a point mm-hmm. last year when I first started medicine, um, I thought I was doing good. Like I was gaining weight. I was, I was getting slim thick in my opinion. You know, I was, I was, I was approaching, <laughs> I was approaching yes, 140. Cause mind you, when I told you when I first started going to the doctor and getting diagnosed, I was one like 120 something. I was 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. I think by the time I went to CGI, I might have been maybe like 126, 128, because I had just moved home from college. So, you know, you eating a little different now. Yeah, you eating, eating. (laughs) But I think um, this time, well, not I think, but this time last year, well, not this time last year, this, like the end of last year, from October to about December, I had another uh, colonoscopy last December, and she weighed me on a scale, and she was like, oh, you're 127. And I was like, huh? Because I literally was almost, I had been maintaining like 138, 140 for like five, six months. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I cried, because I was like, I literally had lost 10 pounds in mm-hmm. maybe a month or two and didn't even notice. And like, that's just how the disease is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have friends that have the same have the same disease I have friends that I met through this and one of my friends she's 95 pounds currently I got another girl she had hit 160 and now she's 120 130 like it literally that weight loss thing is is serious and like you know but that's my biggest fear just am I gonna have to have this stuff happening again if they say oh you've been doing good let's take you off the medication do you have the option to stay on it? If will they um, give that option to you if you want? I don't to? know. Um, we didn't really talk about that. It was just like we're gonna put you on this and see how it goes. Because at one point they were saying they wanted me to switch from injections to um, do like the infusions every six to eight weeks, same medication, but I have to go to the infusion center and sit because I was getting I was getting side uh-huh. effects when I was doing the injection. I was my um, yeah. my thigh was swelling up every time I did it. Oh. And, they, and then I was still having symptoms. And they was like, well, oh. this ain't working. You might need to switch to the, like, you know, switch to the infusions. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I just put a little ice on my leg. You know, <laughs> I don't want to sit for hours either. And they was like, well, if you keep having it, we're going to have to switch you. But I don't. Yeah, that's like people sit in dialysis. <laughs> like, you know how people go through, like, chemotherapy and they sit for hours? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can't drive over there. Somebody got to drive you home. Mm-mm. I I mean, the difference was it was like every six to eight weeks, I think. But this was every two weeks at home. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'll have to ask at my next appointment if I can come off of it. Um, I I mean, if I have the option to continue it or how soon I come off of it. I don't think they would overdo it because sometimes your body kind of after a while, it kind of becomes immune to being on something. Immune to it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I know mm-hmm. with my medication, I'm only on one, and they gave me the option to not take it anymore. But I've been taking it forever, 
Oh, I no. had my transplant. So <laughs> since I was one. And they was like, you can get off of it if you want. So I was like, uh, if it ain't nah, broke, don't fix it. I'm going to just keep taking it. Because even on days when I do forget to take it or I'm rushing in something and I don't take my pills, I can feel my body kind of like off. I don't it, know if it it's might in be. my mind yeah. or if I'm really off. So it could be in my mind because I know I'm realizing I didn't take it. But yeah. I prefer not to just just keep sending me myself. I feel like for me, um, the difference is I'm injecting myself. Um, and like mm-hmm. when I do the injection, like by the like when I finish, it don't even hurt. But it's the mind mm-hmm. mindset of giving the injection. It's the about the I'm gonna mm-hmm. push the button and it's a needle in this thing. Like that's what kind of that's the only reason I kind of would be excited to get off of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like people like with one of my um, little cousins, uh, she's on the same medication and she has um, juvenile arthritis. And she literally has been on this, she has been on Humira mm-hmm. for maybe two, three years to the point where she gave her own injection mm-hmm. now. She's like 11, you know. But see, me, I don't know if I can mm-hmm. keep doing it. Like, it's every time I have to do this, it kind of takes me back to like my depressive state. Like, dang, why do I have to keep injecting myself? But you know, I mean, if it if yeah. it helps me be healthy, I probably could get used to doing it. But if I don't need it, I wouldn't yeah. keep it because I just I'm not a big medicine person. Like, yeah, that's understood. What's something you would want people to know about Chrome? Dang, that's a good question, Chaka. Um, something I would want people to know about Crohn's. Um. Feel like it's just it's a silent it's a silent disease um it's a silent incurable mm-hmm. disease and I would want people to know that if you know somebody with it or you have it yourself it's okay to talk about it um I feel like you know if you're if you're going through something similar to what I went through as far as being diagnosed or you know somebody in the same boat that I was in encourage them to continue to push their doctor encourage them to you know keep getting treatment or you know whatever it may take to you know to fight through the disease currently or to get an answer if they have similar symptoms because you know I just think about had I not um continued to push like when they kind of was like oh yeah no we don't know what it is I could have been in like my body would have been in a way different state you know but yeah I just feel like I would want people to just keep pushing for answers um do more research about Crohn's like when I got diagnosed I didn't know anything about it I had never heard of Crohn's disease and now like you say Chaka like I see the commercials and I'm like dang like people everybody got Crohn's or something (laughs) but yeah just probably just keep pushing like if you're going through it or you know somebody that is going through like you know somebody that's like they may have a diagnosis for Crohn's or ulcerative colitis like keep pushing your doctor keep trying to get treatment keep continuing your treatment um it's okay to not be okay some days you're not gonna wake up and feel your best all the time if you're in a flare you know you're not gonna feel your best I would want people to understand that and and to just kind of oh this is my biggest one and to just just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there because one thing about Crohn's is like I said it's a silent disease you can't I don't physically have these scars yeah. on my body. You you can't really tell I have Crohn's disease unless I tell you. 
you know, or yeah, shoot, I'm in the bathroom all the time, but I could just be in the bathroom. You don't really, you can't really tell. So just because you don't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. And just, you know, understanding your body. Like, if you feel like something's wrong, it probably is. Like, just keep pursuing it. Keep going to your yeah. doctors. Keep, you know, because, like, Black people yeah. in general, like, we don't... We downplay everything. And they the doctors that you go everything. to sometimes downplay everything. Sometimes, if you go on to the doctor mm-hmm. that, I hate to say it, that doesn't look like you, they may not pursue the disease or pursue your symptoms the way that um, you go on to see a doctor that her hair is just like yours or she you know she's black just like you like he's black just like you they're gonna push it maybe yeah. a little harder than those that may not and not you know there are some good doctors that are not black out there but just thinking it from that aspect like don't don't feel like you have to shut down and shut up because you know you don't know what's going on with your body you don't have to fully accept it if it feels off it's probably off like it's better to get help now than to wait yeah. because sometimes waiting that's how you get things like cancers and you know those are silent can- like cancer high blood pressure diabetes those are silent killers and black people and like you know it's all because we don't go to the doctor like that you know especially black males like we don't they don't go to the doctor like that they don't think it's important so like you know just know your body just because you don't see it, it isn't there and if it feels off it's probably off and get it checked True. I agree. My last question. Mm. What comes to mind when you hear mm. the term concealed scars? Don't make me shout in here, Shaka. Oh. What comes to mind when I hear the term concealed scars? Um, I think it goes back to what I said. Um, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah. I, I kind of just feel like it's, people go through things that you don't know. People may have these diseases. People may, you know, have these things and they may be hurting inside from it. And just because you don't see the the physical symptoms, you don't see those things, it doesn't mean it isn't a thing. So I just yeah. kind of feel like it's just, and sometimes, ooh, and another thing I feel like concealed scars means is just, Sometimes we go through things and we try to keep it inside because we don't want people in our business. We don't want people, we don't want to expose ourselves to the world because of how it may be, um, because of how it may be perceived by others. So like, I think that's what it is. It's sometimes it's, I feel like it's, you know, just because you can't see it, it isn't there, but also from the aspect of maybe I'm keeping this out because I don't want everybody in my business or how are people going to see me when I, when I tell them this is what happened to me or this is what I'm going through. So yeah, that's what I think. I like how you think. You do. You think business. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I want to thank you for joining the podcast today i really appreciate you taking out the time to do this because it's something that not a lot of people know about in Mm -hmm. general and in our community and to have a face to go or a voice Mm -hmm. to go with the disease and how you're getting through it is really i appreciate it thank you again for having me um just getting opportunities to open up about it and talk to people about 
this you know it's rare Crohn's is very rare and people don't know about it so mm-hmm. thank you for giving me the opportunity no problem well everyone I want to thank you all for coming to listen to Conceal Scars we'll be back with another story Jump on the way, jump on the way. Jump on the way. Now these niggas think they're funny.